Welcome to Journeys of Teaching. I'm Aaron R. Gearhart. This week we are exploring the journey of Mr. Brian Kinsella. Brian is an English teacher at East Aurora High School in Aurora, Illinois. Brian earned his teaching certification at Illinois State University in Normal, Illinois. I have known Brian for almost two decades as he was a year ahead of me in high school. On this episode, we will hear Brian's stories about changing his program of study in college from accounting to English and teacher ed, and how his family encouraged his choices and his discovery of social communal approaches to teaching writing. On the following two episodes, we will hear Brian's stories about how he developed his current philosophical beliefs around teaching English and how they haven't always aligned with institutional expectations at the schools at which he has taught. Also, we will learn about Brian's current teaching approaches and how he composes and revises his own writing alongside his students as a means of supporting risk-taking and learning from mistakes. Brian currently lives in downtown Chicago, and I reside in western Georgia. We have managed to stay in regular contact over texting and social media, often discussing our careers, but lately our communication has been about pop culture, pro wrestling, and coffee. What are you drinking today? Oh, <laughs> I got the uh, old fudge. I have eggnog. Yes, eggnog. Nice. My mom started mixing the fudge one with the mint one, too. She likes it that way. Um, I'm waiting to open gingerbread on Christmas Day. I haven't even touched it yet. <laughs> what is this wall behind you? It's just my wall. I don't know. It's a wooden panel wall. Have I met my... Huh? Have I been in... Is that the same apartment that I went to in Chicago, or did you guys move? Oh, this is the same one. Well, this is in my porch, though. I don't know if I made it to the porch then, because I don't remember that at all. Have you been here? I... Unless you moved, I, I don't think you did. We were uh-huh. there in, like, 2014 or 15. It was before I had kids. We went to that wrestling restaurant with my friend Kevin. Oh, Right, that's right. Yeah. Okay. That's the thing we made up here, though. Okay. Back to um, before this, uh, the advantage I have with you, as opposed to some of the other folks I'm interviewing for this, is that I've known you since. What do we want to say? O two. It have been your fresh. Would have been your freshman year, sophomore year. Whenever I joined, it was probably for your freshman year, yeah, because I joined track that year. I don't do track till my sophomore year, so I want to say O two. Something like right. But that's we met on the track. Brian team. began his teaching on the south side of Chicago in early 2012 and worked there for three years. He then taught at a south side Chicago charter school for a year, did two long term subpositions in Evanston over two years, and is now in his second year at East Aurora High. Here is Brian sharing about his first position in south side Chicago at a private school. Like, timeline wise, like where you've taught, when? Um. Yeah, so I started. I think the 2011-2012 school year, my first my first job actually started the second semester that year, so in 2012. I remember that, at, yeah. Yeah, at, uh, at a school called yeah, Hales Franciscan. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had gone through two English teachers at that time. In that year, so, you mean? Yeah, so I was the third one in that year in that class. Why? I didn't get the full story. I don't know. Okay. I know there was like some issues going on with the teacher and some just like I guess stuff not happening in the classroom that should have been happening. Okay. So yes, and it just worked out for me that that's what it was. Cause like I even going to the interview, like I didn't re- I didn't remember like applying for the job or anything at all. 
<laughs> I just got the call that I had an interview. And at the time, I was working at a place called Giant Steps in Lyle, which was what, a what, school what? for autism. Okay, okay. Yeah, I used to have family that lived in Lyle. I know where that's at. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I was doing a teacher's aid there and like going, trying to go back for a special ed endorsement. Okay. At Northern when I got and, that call. And so you got that call. You started, I'm assuming, after the holiday break. In, so that would have been 2012, you said? Yeah, I think okay. February. Okay. And you finished, you finished out that school year and you stayed on for how many years after that? Three more years after that. I stayed on until the school closed. And why did the school close? It was a charter school, right? Private school. No? Private school. Okay. Why did it close? Um, lack of fundings. There was no fundraising. Brian graduated high school a year before me and originally began pursuing an accounting degree at our local community college. He was also drawn to the teaching profession. However, his parents both worked in education and discouraged him from following in their footsteps, so to speak. He discussed this part of his journey and the tipping point that led him to switching majors during his first year after transferring to Illinois State University. So you started at, did you start at SOC or did you go right to ISU? No, I, I did SOC, I did the community college route. And you were pursuing like a degree of some kind in accounting because I remember you had my mom help you with some assignments or some things, right? Yeah, well my, yeah, my parents told me not to go into education, so. Tell me more about, like I know that story, but just for the purposes of getting it recorded, tell me about that to like explain what your folks do and why they discouraged you. Well, was, yeah, both my parents were teachers. My dad went uh, ultimately ended up going into administration. He was the uh, the head of the technology for the Dixon district for a time. Mm-hmm. Um, but they both kind of saw where education was going, especially with like benefits and just, I guess, the way that it was being spoken about. They kind of saw that, that long-term goal and didn't really, I don't know that they were necessarily pushing against it. They told me not to become a teacher, but I think that was more because they saw the long road ahead. Mm-hmm. What was going to happen with that? Your mom was a second grade teacher? Yeah, she taught, uh, she started in high school and then, yeah, went down to grade school and ended up second grade. Okay. And so they discouraged you from pursuing education, but you ultimately you did pursue it. So, like, what was it about teachings and specifically English studies that appealed to you? I mean, at the time, I, I still do, but at the time, I really loved just uh, reading and writing. Mm-hmm. And I was, I guess, conceited enough to think that, you know, teaching would be a way to make money until I got my Harry Potter book deal. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, like, what, um, what What was that tipping point for you, though, that, like, because you were in a... How long were you at soft doing accounting? Was it just one year, or did you do that for two years? I did that for two years. Did you do any accounting at Illinois State when you made that move? That was a tipping point. Like, I think if... Because it's like you... Life, you couldn't have gone to a more like teacher centric school than Illinois State, which is kind yeah. of awesome. I think, I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe that was in the back of my head, but like, I think I went to ISU and like the accounting was just, I don't, I don't want to say different, but the teachers were not as energetic as the ones that I had at SOC. And like, and just kind of started dragging on. And I realized that it wasn't something that I could see myself doing for four years, let alone as a career. Like, okay. I guess maybe as a career, but I don't think I would have survived those four years trying to get through all that education. Okay. So what, like, tell me about the decision then to switch your major over to um, English education. I think when I was at ISU, I was on a um, 
transfer floor, and a lot of the people on that floor were teachers. Ranging what's a, from what's a transfer floor? I don't even know what that is. So uh, students that transfer into ISU, they all kind of lump them, or they used to anyways, they lump them together on certain floors and different oh. uh, different buildings. Okay. So it's not like, it's not like I'm not going, coming in as a 21-year-old on a floor with 18-year-old, something like that. That makes sense. I went to a small liberal arts college, so I didn't even know that was a thing. Okay. <laughs> so you said you noticed a lot of those folks were in the education program. Yeah, so I'm just talking with them and... They kind of they kind of pushed me into that way, like just the way I was talking with them, being like, "You really seem like you want this. Like you really seem like teaching might be something that would be fulfilling to you." Was there like one specific conversation you remember having? I, not really. Like I know there was um, a woman on the floor. We used to have like bathrobe sun, uh, Sundays where we go downtown normal in our bathrobes and we go to the old normal theater, like uh-huh. watch what watch a movie there and then go to the coffee shop. Which coffee shop was it? Was it Coffee Hound? It was Coffee Hound, yeah, the one right there. I like Coffee I didn't actually make the coffee, was it the Coffee House? Was that the other one? That was, one of them is in downtown Bloomington and one of them is in Normal and now I'm getting confused. You might be right, yeah. Why not? No, because I know uh, downtown Normal had two and like one was kind of more of upscale. They had like uh, poetry readings at night and stuff and I didn't make it there until after I graduated. Gotcha, okay. I didn't even start drinking. I didn't start drinking coffee till student teaching, so I, I missed out on a lot of coffee shop time there. Yeah. So, um, so I guess what year would that have been? Like, how long were you at ISU before you switched the major? Was it just the first semester, and then you switched, or was it the first full year? I switched. Yeah, first semester. Okay. So, what do you remember about like your first coursework in like education? That's a good question. Like, I don't. Or like, I guess, was there something when you made that switch kind of confirmed like, okay, this feels right. Whereas like better than accounting. I'm trying, I'm trying to think, I'd have to look at my transcript. I don't think that second semester I did any education courses. I think they were all English. That was the following year then? Yeah. Okay. I think that, yeah. But I had a, I want to say it was that first first semester I switched that I had a really great, like, and something, again, pushed my love for writing was a really great uh, personal narrative class mm-hmm. taught by uh, Dr. Robillard. Okay. I just remember, like, walking through that and like, just kind of reflecting back It's kind of like teaching might have been the right choice. Like, just being, walking through my own essays and looking at how I explained stuff and broke stuff down is, like why I wasn't really feeling accounting or business. Um, mm-hmm. So you kind of, you saw yourself enjoying that work, working with other students, talking through those types of, I don't know if I want to call it technical components or what you'd want to call yeah, it, I, the creative process or what have you. I think that the, the peer review, just the whole, like going through that writing process and like the steps that it took to get from where we began with Kind of like that, that rough kind of first draft, I guess, what you call it, to where it ended up. So going through that process, having people look at mine, looking at other people's, like getting that feedback and giving that feedback. And I, I hear you using the pronoun we quite a bit. So it sounds like that social element is important to you. Would that be fair to characterize it that way? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Why I is think, that? Sorry, go ahead. You were going to explain. Um, I was going to yeah. ask you to explain. Go ahead. Yeah. Um... I guess like coming to the future, like I don't think I don't think I'd be where I am as a teacher if it wasn't for that social aspect. If I wasn't willing to get out and meet other teachers and listen to other teachers and what they're doing in their room and how I can try to bring that into my room. 
I think that really began within that writing course, like asking for that help, seeking that help and helping out others. That's like, so that that's really expertise. cool. That's really yeah. cool. Okay. So you made the switch after your first semester at Illinois State to go into education and you graduated, you got the job at Hale, you've been teaching. So what would you consider this to be year like eight or seven or like, what do you, how do you frame your career year wise? I guess eight and a half. I count it as year nine. Okay. I, I'm all for rounding up. I think we should give ourselves more grace. So yeah. um, <laughs> what, tell me about the diet, like conversations or dynamic with your parents when you made that decision and what their reactions or I guess feedback were at that time versus like, maybe they've had a chance to be exposed or see more of the work you're doing with students now. Like I talked to them a little bit about it at John's wedding. Yeah. Uh, Cause I sat like at the table right behind them. So we got, I hadn't seen your parents. It had probably been over 10 years. It had been a long time. Yeah. And so it was good to, but we talked a little bit about that, but um, like just frame that for me now, like their impression of your work or the reaction at the time versus now, things like that. I think there was, there was supportive at the time. Like I talked through like why I didn't want to do was it, like a, was it like a sit down meeting or like frame that even more specifically for me? Kind of, well, I mean, I, I switched right before winter break. So you went home for Christmas. I did, yeah. Well, I mean, even before that, like I was like, and still that the the same woman, the one bathrobe Sunday woman, and a few other on the floor were like, because I, I was going to tell them till I got home. They were like, no, you got to tell them knowledge. You got to like, tear that off and like let them process it. And so and I made them home. What's that? And then come home. And, and then come home. Yeah. <laughs> And you can have a bigger conversation then. So I did that. I want to say ultimately that they were supportive of it. Like they saw that I had done something else. I tried something else and it didn't quite work out for me. Like they knew that English reading and writing were were always kind of a big thing for me. Like reading definitely. I've been reading since before I can remember. Like they used to read to me and then I started taking over and just going from Your bedroom had like novels all over the place and comic books and stuff. Yeah. So like, yeah, so reading's always been important to me. I try to fit that in with any just any form of business, and it just didn't work for me because of the business side. Yeah. So I think ultimately they understood. Mm-hmm. I think they were more worried than disappointed. Like they knew they knew what was coming up, and they wanted. Like when I graduated, the first thing they told me to do was uh, register myself so I can get into. Uh, I don't remember what, what they're called now, but that like the level one before the benefits packages and the retirement, uh, all that changed in Illinois. Um, so like, do they, do they engage with like the work you're doing now or like, are they aware of the types of what you do with your students? Do you share any of that with them? And like, oh, yeah, as, they, as educators, I would assume they would have more context to be able to understand your work. Yeah. I mean, they've been there like, I didn't talk too much during my charter charter school year with them. Like I was, I kind of closed off from a lot of people that year. I rem- I think you and I probably talked more that year than we had in a while. But I don't know. Maybe that was because I was actually teaching. We talked on Facebook quite a bit. Yeah. I remember that. But yeah, I would say that year I closed a lot of people out, mm-hmm. including them. Yeah. And they knew something was wrong. But I, even since Hales, like they would come up and support the school for basketball and football games. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I talk to them weekly now. We do uh, weekly Zoom calls. Do you? That's cool. Yeah. 
yeah, they t- I talked a little bit about what's going on in the school there and kind of like successes I've had and some stress I have. Mm-hmm. And they're there. Like they've always been supportive of it. I think they just they were worried about where it's going. Of course, they were right about that part. And oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they, they want to protect you maybe that's yeah. as a parent I can totally get that they, yeah the, I guess they were worried about pigeonholing me like both both parents are teachers they, they don't want me to go into teaching just because that was the only thing I knew yeah well I'm really glad to hear that that because like I knew that they were cool like your parents have always been very supportive like lovely people it's nice to hear kind of that bookend of the story that everything you had that support and I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I was interested here because I don't think you and I like I remember you telling them and I remember them ultimately being cool with it. But I was it's nice to hear how they've remained like engaged in your work and supportive things like that. Yeah, that's cool. They're good people. I like them. Yeah, they're all right. <laughs> I'm incredibly interested in the narratives of pedagogy of educators from a variety of backgrounds, content areas and levels of experience. Often a teacher's journey is watermarked by tipping points or critical events of decision and commitment. Knowing Brian for as long as I have, I know how passionate he is about writing and literature, which will emerge much more in his stories on the following two episodes. His experiences in social learning and engagement in teaching and study of written composition and literature confirm for him the path of study that he wanted to choose and his new career choice, making sure it was the right one for him. We will continue to explore Brian's narrative of teaching over the next two episodes of Journeys of Teaching. You can follow Brian on Twitter at BrianKinsella85. That's at B-R-I-A-N-K-I-N-S-E-L-L-A-8-5. My contact information is in the episode description. This is Journeys of Teaching. I am Aaron R. Gearhart, and thank you for listening.